So today we're going to continue our conversation from the previous podcast. Uh, this is part two of how we can be led by the Holy Spirit. And so stay tuned. We're going to finish this one up and it's going to end really well. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. All right, last time on our podcast, we talked about uh, how we are already equipped and empowered by the by God to hear the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we talked about some things that can hinder that. Uh, we talked about how the Holy Spirit leads us uh, with peace and not our feelings. He always agrees with the Word of God, that He uh, produces joy in your heart, he, that you have a, an inward witness to know what to do in situations, that He speaks with you um, with a voice. And we talked about those hindrances that can that can keep you from hearing the Holy Spirit as effectively, such as um, paying too close attention to your own will and that stubborn sin that can deaden your senses, you know, your spirit as you continue to resist his holy, the Holy Spirit's work in your life. So uh, anyway, we talked about all these things. And if you if any of those um, if you haven't gone and listened to that one, go back and listen yeah, to that one first. Stop right now. Go yeah. listen to one. Yeah, then, and then listen to two because otherwise th- you're going to be lost. Sense. Yeah, you're going to be a little bit lost. But uh, and I, I just believe that I believe that that's going to be uh, uh, just a game changer for a lot of people because you know we kind of uh, can kind of believe that it's impossible for us to know that we hear God. Yeah, and it's not true. Well, and so we've established that we do have the Holy Spirit. We do hear His voice, right? Mm-hmm. And and God wants to work in us. So why is it so important to be led by the Spirit? Why why did God do this? Why why is He have it for us? Yeah, I mean, what was so wrong with the way it was going on in the Old Testament, right? <laughs> well, it, it was working. Problems? It was working for some people. Uh, well, not really. <laughs> I don't think it really worked no, for anybody. No. Because otherwise they wouldn't. Jesus wouldn't have been. Needed. Well, they would just chase around after what prophets and yeah, they would. And uh, they would do fleeces and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, the, there's a lot of things where I mean, it was it was kind of happening. It was happening, and it was it was based on the revelation that they had at the time. But um, amazingly and gloriously and thankfully, God sent Jesus. I think I think it comes down to this: that once once Jesus did the final work on the cross, and we receive it, we were made into vessels capable mm. of receiving yeah, the Holy good. Spirit, yeah. right? And so God's done that inner work to make us a usable vessel to make a place within our hearts for him yeah. to cohabitate, cohabitate with us, to have that deep fellowship that the Father always wanted and intended in the first place. Yeah, I think that's a good distinction because in the Old Testament, if you'll look, it talks about the Spirit of God being on people yeah. for a season, for a work. Yeah. But the regular people didn't get that. Yeah, there's there there's there's all God. kinds of narratives and stories throughout the scripture where the spirit of God was actively moving and doing things all the way through the whole through the through the uh, Old Testament. So it's not like the spirit of God wasn't here, right? But you know, after after Pentecost, it, it became a different story. Mm-hmm. It's about Completely. God indwelling you and right. and coming on you and and being with you at a much deeper, more intimate level. Right. Well, remember they used to. Um, they, they, remember Moses um, and the children of Israel built a temple mm-hmm. in specific, specific in proportions, mm-hmm. exactly like God told them to, because that was where God was going to indwell. Yeah. But then Paul goes on to say, well, now because of Christ, you are holy and yeah. you are now that temple. Yeah. So that the, the presence of God resting in the temple of God in the Old Testament is the same thing 
as the Holy Spirit living yeah, in us. Yeah, because the Holy Spirit could have only been in that one place, but now he can be everywhere right. through everybody. Same thing with, like, you know, Jesus could only be somewhere at one time. Right. You know, and now God can be with, God can be everywhere with his people all the time, instantly, you know, it, it's really the, it's really quite fascinating. It is. And, and that's so much more powerful for yeah. us now because then it's not just no one. Lim- there's no limitations. There's no limitations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the Old Testament, God was only using one or two people maybe at the time, at a yeah. time, you know, whereas now we're all um, ve- vessels. Well, and it, and it was also highly dependent upon their ability to, to hang with God, too. Right. You know, because... Uh, the, obedience and yeah, whatnot. Like David, know. when he messed up, he was like, oh, no, I've messed things up, you know. <laughs> don't take your Don't go, please. God, please don't go. Anyway, right. so now so, all that's been handled. Right. So that's fascinating. So, but, so why is it so important for us to be led by the Spirit of God? Good question. Uh, we have a divine purpose to walk in, and it is unique to the calling on our life. The Holy Spirit equips us and trains us to fulfill it. And so we need to be led by him to know how to get that training. You know, David says that that your spirit, that you, God, uh, trained my hands for war. You know, so God was putting him through specific training. Well, we have specific training that we need to go through. Um, and sometimes that's the job that God wants you at. He so wants we, you to learn. So things. we're not just here just to to enjoy the sunsets, yeah, and hang out. God's got deeper oh, yeah. reasons for us to be here, and, and thus the relationship with us. Yeah, remember we talked to last at our last podcast about us being created in Christ Jesus for good works. For good works, mm-hmm. that God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. So those good works require our obedience and our cooperation. You yeah. know, we can res- you can resist the Holy Spirit. You know, it says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can resist the Holy Spirit. So um, John four twenty three says, But now is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Mm-hmm. So up until Jesus came, he was not able to have that kind of worshiper that could worship him in spirit sin, and in truth. Sin got in the way. Right, mm-hmm. because we, we, and we and all humanity was dead. God because couldn't of the look fall. on it, yeah. Right, and that deadness kept them from being able to, to truly become who God has called us to be. So now we can walk in the fullness of that. And, um, and part of that is ministering to other people, the people, the lost people. You know, that's part of our ministry so, of reconciliation. So, so that purpose, part of it is to, to be vessels of God to reach out to others. Mm-hmm. Mm. And ministering to others in the power of the Holy Spirit requires us to hear and to cooperate with yeah. them. You know, we, we talked a couple of podcasts to go about. Otherwise, you're just running around doing who knows what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did this in, the, in Acts. Let's do it here. This seems like okay. We could do this. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. But you remember a couple of uh, podcasts ago, we talked about witnessing. And how to witness mm-hmm. um, with the power of the Holy Spirit and, and having him lead you. And that's vital. Uh, you have to be able to hear the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. So, so if and we can be led astray and fall into pits of temptation in our life and, and into error if we don't know any better. Yeah, because the enemy's out there. He, right. he wants to derail us. He wants us to be ineffective. Right. He doesn't want us to do good things and right. help others. He right. wants uh, He wants us to mess up. He wants us to feel bad about it, and he wants us to stop. Right. And, I mean, he will try really hard to get you to do the wrong thing because then he can point to that and say, see, that's a Christian. Yeah. And then, and see, you're a horrible Christian. Yeah. He'll, you know? It'll bring you condemnation to you and confusion to the world. Yeah. That, that's that's one of the things that Sharon and I have really kind of laughed about. It. He's like, he will tempt you to do something 
and then he, and then he'll condemn you for doing the very thing that he tempted or, or you to do. Or for even being tempted. Yeah. Ooh, you're yeah. Even <laughs> temptation, which by the way, being tempted is not a sin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I remember the story that I had um, about I was at one of those car wash bays, you know, uh-huh. where you put the quarters in and then you push the button to say, oh, I want soap or I want water or wax or whatever. And I was washing one of our cars. And um, as I was washing the car, you know, this is back when I was in my domino days. Evidently, that was a powerful time in my life. <laughs> but th- there was an older woman at the other end of the bay, probably in her 70s or 80s, um, walking really slowly across the bay. And, and, I, and I heard, you want to squirt her with water. And I was like, what? I do not. That would be terrible. If you don't know Sharon, she would never do that. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even think of it. I was like, and I knew God. God was was giving me this moment of clarity that that was the devil trying to tempt me. Yeah. And 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 he, but he knew I wasn't gonna. He knew I probably wasn't gonna do it. But then and then he turned right around and right around and said, "What what kind of Christian are you thinking about squirting that woman with water?" <laughs> and I was just like, "What." I did not think about that. That was you putting that thought in my he head. He has no shame. And then you condemned me for it. He has no shame. So, but if you don't know the Holy Spirit, you might confuse that. Yeah, you might you, bite onto that. You're right. You might you might think, well, maybe I really do. Maybe yeah. that, that maybe that is what I want to do. Oh my goodness, Man, I'm, a I'm such a person. Hor- yeah, I'm so you know? horrible. God forgive me. I know. <laughs> oh, that's uh, and he's like, oh, that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, so we can be led astray and fall into temptations and error if we don't know any better. Uh, Isaiah 30 verses 20 and 21 says, He, your teacher, will no longer hide himself, but your eyes will behold your teacher. Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the left or the right. And, and so he's going to be there with you, helping you to stay away from these pits and from these errors. And sometimes you don't know what's on the other side of that door, yeah. but you'll, you'll, you'll touch the door and it'll feel hot. Yeah. And you know, you, you've learned, you know, if you've ever gone through any fire safety, don't go, don't open a hot door because there's flames on the other side. Yeah. Well, that, that, the heat that you're feeling is sometimes the Holy Spirit saying, don't go there, you know, and, and don't go to that party. Don't hang out with those friends. Yeah. Don't take that class. Don't whatever whatever those things are, you'll have that sense and you'll know. Now you can push through it. We talk about the Holy Spirit speed bump sometimes. You know, it's you can push through a speed bump, but there's a resistance there in your spirit. Yeah, it's God trying to save you. Yeah, and He knows what's on the other side of that door, so you need to listen. Uh, Revelations two twenty. It, it was a great example of that. It says uh, Jesus is talking to some of the churches there. And he says, "But I have this against you that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess." And she teaches and leads my bondservants astray so that they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. So he, so Paul, or not, not Paul, but Jesus was telling through uh, the apostle John here that there was a church that was tolerating this woman that said she was a prophetess and she was teaching things that, that weren't right, but they weren't being discerning about it and, and getting rid of that. And, and because, because they were not discerning, because they weren't being led by the spirit, that, that was causing a lot of people to fall into sin and in immorality. And, and that's one of the results of, of, of not being led by the Spirit. And that's one reason it yeah. is so vitally So important. that we just know the best direction to go. Yeah, yeah. it's going to keep you out of so much trouble. And that, that's very gracious and kind of God to provide that for oh, us. Oh, yeah. And he wants to. You yeah, know? he loves you. That's what yeah. he, the way he designed it. Uh, we need to know which direction is best for us to follow. Yeah. Right? So, you know, is every opportunity from God? No, no, definitely not. You have to listen. You have to ask. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I was given 
opportunities, like different jobs. You know, I remember when there, even when uh, I had an opportunity <clears throat> to work for a really an amazing ad agency in Dallas, uh, DDB Needham, and uh, world class place. And I remember they offered me a job, and I said, "Hey, I'll, I'll get back to you," because I knew I needed to pray. Mm-hmm. I needed to know that this is where God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember after I told them, "Hey, I need," I'll let you know. Part of me was going, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, why would you not just say yes, you know? And it's because I, I had learned that to, to take something without praying about it was risky. Mm-hmm. It, you know? is. it is. And and because God could come along and say no, right? He could know that there's something nefarious with it, you know? Just because it looks good on the surface doesn't yeah. mean that it's good below surface. You yeah, know? I mean, if you you think about the fruit that Eve ate, it says that it looked good. Yeah, it looked good looked to the delightful eye. Delightful pleasing, pleasing to the eye. Yeah. You know, and it was desirous to make one wise. Yes. So, I mean, they're great they're, earthly reasons. Yes, great earthly reasons to take that bite. But that was not what didn't work were, out. Didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stinks now. So, not every opportunity is from God. So, again, that's one of those things God wants to provide us that leadership so that we can latch on to the ones that are from Him and stand away from the ones that aren't. Mm hmm. Yeah, and just like um, that, the prophetess in, in Revelation 2, uh, we need to be able to discern who to listen to. You know, which teachers God wants us to listen to. Oh, my gosh. Um, what church to attend, yes. who to trust in our friend group. Man, have we learned this the hard way. You yeah. Know I mean, the, they're, just because someone calls them a pastor doesn't mean they're a pastor. And uh, just because someone preaches from the pulpit doesn't mean you need to listen, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it's one of those things where you really need to listen to the Spirit of the Lord because bad theology hurts people. Yeah. And and we've seen it happen uh, time and time again. And so uh, we encourage all of you to be very, very careful yeah. uh, who you listen to, yeah. uh, who you receive from, and, and whether or not you, you take it in. There, you, you Sometimes you can't stop. Like if you're visiting someone and they and when you go to their to their church, you can't necessarily uh, stop uh, being there, right? Unless you just want to get them walk out, right? Which I've had those, but uh, I gotta go to the restroom. Yeah, gotta go and just don't come back. But the uh, uh, but there are times where you need to ask God to purge it from you. you yeah, know? for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. I know there was a church service one time we went to, and um, we uh, the pastor said something that was completely opposite of the scripture. Oh yeah. And uh, I swear, Greg almost jumped up in the middle of the service. <laughs> I almost did. I almost just jumped up and, and said, you're deceiving these people. <laughs> I can give you three scriptures says. right now that just totally yeah. conflate what you just proclamated. And But I didn't do it. I just said, we're done. We're never coming back to this place Right, again. and when we haven't. And um, But on the way home, since our son had been in the service with us, I felt compelled by the yeah. Holy Spirit to... Yeah, as soon as we got in the car. As soon as we got in the car, we, we got replaced the word it. out. Yeah. And, and I said, here's what the Bible says yeah. about that. So you cannot... That's what he what he was saying wasn't right. Yeah, we covered that in the previous episode, how important it is to know the word. Yeah. Because then the Holy Spirit has the ammunition and to help your understanding yeah. uh, bridge that gap more quickly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the, the he has to work extra hard on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what? You're not doing... Um, you're doing yourself a service and you're doing your family a service if you take that time and study the word of God for yourself because you can't, you know, um, there's a difference between meat and milk and and Paul talks about that, that some teaching is milk and some teaching is meat. Well, one difference is milk has been pre-digested yeah. and put in an easy form to understand, whereas meat is just like the nuggets of truth that you get. 
that you know it can take some work, but you really have to meditate on it and yeah. and and chew on it and get all the and you goodness. get a lot more out of it. You too. get a lot more out yeah, of it, and it much. sustains you a lot longer than yeah. milk. I mean, if you drink and a glass grow. of milk, it'll last you thirty minutes. If yeah. you eat a steak, it'll last you hours. Well, and that, <laughs> to to really finish out that analogy, that the steak has a lot more protein, yeah, which is the building blocks of, yeah. of your body. And so, yeah. yes, you know, God's trying to help you understand that that you digging and wrestling and really getting into his word, you're going to grow and you're going to become yeah. stronger. Yeah. And, and you need to be able to recognize good meat and from bad meat and good milk from bad milk. You know, John uh, 14, 16 through 17 says, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. He's talking about the Holy spirit and he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Mm. I love that, you know, and to big, to piggyback on that, what he was saying was, Hey, it's the Holy Spirit has been abiding with you this whole time. That's what Jesus was telling them because the Holy Spirit was in Jesus and was on Jesus. So they had recognized the presence of the Holy Spirit on Jesus. So they, he said, you're going to know him because he abides with you right now yeah. and he will be in you, you know, and that, that was one thing um, I want to encourage parents out there to keep unity in your home, keep peace and the Holy Spirit forefront in your home because what you're <clears throat> what you're doing is you are are developing that atmosphere of the Holy Spirit around your home and your children are going to be used to it and know him oh, because it, it, they yeah. recognize him. And it just makes everything uh, go so much more smoothly. Your children will listen to you more. Mm-hmm. They will. They will. There, since if peace is reigning in the home, they they will they will be open. Their hearts will remain open. They won't have to go through the rebellious stage. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. So powerful. Yeah, I, 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 it's 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 amazing. I want to take a little bit of a step back here and talk a little bit about the discernment um, uh, for your friend groups. Yeah, you know because um, there's sometimes people God brings people into your life. And we need to be able to discern with the, with the help of the Holy Spirit, what their purpose is. And sometimes it's for fellowship, to be a really close friend, to be a mentor, to be um, someone that you mentor, um, to be someone that's going to walk alongside you for years. And sometimes it's a ministry opportunity where, yeah. it, where it's just... Or maybe it's somebody that you don't need to be in your life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you, you need, that's one, another reason why you need to be led by the Holy Spirit because... Because God will bring people into your life that he wants you to minister to, but he doesn't want them to minister to you. Yeah. Well, and, and the, there's a, there was the religious notion of, well, we're just supposed to love everybody mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. But it God's not asking us to just open ourselves and our hearts to just anybody. That's true. You know, Jesus said he didn't trust. The Bard says that Jesus didn't trust men because he knew what was in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have that ability, but the Holy Spirit can come along since the Holy, the Holy Spirit can know what's in their hearts mm-hmm. and he can tell you to, to, to green light people in your life or mm-hmm. red light people mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's not telling you that because he doesn't love you or he doesn't love them. He's telling you that because he does. He wants you to be protected. He wants them to learn what they need to learn. And sometimes you're not going to help. You know, he, he, God knows these things that we don't, and we need to let go of this idea that we've got it all figured out. Or, or that we have this religious state. It's up to us. Yeah. Right? Like, we have to do this because if we don't, who will, right? Right. And that, again, that's a, a religious notion, not, not, uh, not scriptural. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, you look at the look at the Bible. Jesus went to the pool of uh, was it Bethesda? The pool of Bethesda, where he healed the guy. There was other guys in there. Yeah. There was only one guy he healed. I mean, there was so many people in there that the guy couldn't. Oh yeah, get to it the said pool. there were lots of people, and he he just couldn't make it down there in time. Right, but mm-hmm. Jesus only healed that one. So I, I want us to, to, to contemplate the idea that there are specific works that God wants for us to do at his timetable and his way. And when we do that, it will be extremely powerful and effective and fruitful. section i want to talk about um how the word and the holy spirit are even more important leaders or guidance for the new testament believer than the old testament prophet was or even pastors or churches or those sorts of situations wow i mean that's that's a pretty intense thing to think about because you know we're we're taught that all these things matter you know what I'm saying? Like all, all, all these and they do. They institutions are, in fact, well, we're kind of taught and influenced that they're the, you know, they're more important than anything. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're kind of meddling here a little bit, but just <laughs> hang with us for a second. So I'm, um, what, what we're, we're not saying that they're not important, but they, they come under the, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and well, the word of God. You're going to need the, you're going to need the understanding of what the Holy Spirit is saying and the knowledge of the word in order to keep everything else in its proper place. It, it, these, the ultimate knowledge, the ultimate and first, like number one, is is the knowledge of the Word and your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That comes first before your relationship to a church, to a pastor, to to any religious figure, uh, anybody, mm-hmm. right? It really, it, it, it comes first by far, right? Because without it, the, they'll just lead you everywhere. You know? Well, we, we all would love to believe that every pastor, every prophet, every teacher, every evangelist, and every apostle never make a single mistake. Oh, yeah. I, well, I had that never. idea for a while. Right. And But that's just not reasonable, and it's no. not fair to them because no. they are going to make a mistake. They're just people. They're just people follow, trying to follow Jesus. Yeah. Now, they have more practice, and they can share a lot of cool things with you, yeah. and you should listen to them. But if you look even at the Berean church, um, whenever Paul was preaching to them, it said that they, it was either Paul or Peter, and the, the Berean church would go back and study the scriptures to see if what they had been taught was true. Yeah. And so that that's absolutely the attitude that we need to have as well. Yes. Not as a criticism of the pastors or of the apostles or any of those leaders that God, God has called those people to lead you, but they are not the final word. The word of God and the Holy Spirit have to be above that. And, and we're just telling you from experience that there is going to be moments when you are when you hear something that's not right. Mm-hmm. And God wants you to be prepared for that moment. He wants you to be prepared to say, nope, that's not right. Yeah. Well, yeah, know? I've heard the saying, you know, eat the straw and spit out the sticks. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of how, how some of them, some people, you know, yeah. paraphrase it. You know, and but if you don't know the word and you and you aren't and you don't know how to hear the Holy Spirit, then you, that's going to take some time. You know, so just stick with the word, 
stick with the Holy Spirit, um, continue to read the word and, and it will become second nature to you. Um, an ex- example of, of this was found in um, Acts chapter 21. If you want to read through that, it talks about how um, these, these uh, says after looking up the disciples, we stated, this is, um, I believe it was um, Luke was writing, wrote the, wrote the book of Acts. And so he and Paul were, were, were traveling through Jerusalem. Or, or traveling through the area. And it says, after looking up the disciples, we stayed there seven days and they kept telling Paul through the spirit not to set foot in Jerusalem and coming to, and then later on in verse 11, it says, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his feet and hands and said, this is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And so, so they were trying to warn him by, by the power of the Holy Spirit. These were prophets not that, that, that they weren't supposed to go to Jerusalem. And it goes on to say, when we had heard this, we, as well as the local residents began begging him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what are you doing? Weeping and breaking my heart for I'm ready not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we fell silent, remarking the will of the Lord be done. So I, I, what we see here is the Holy Spirit was revealing to the prophets, something that was going to happen. And they had an emotional response to this revelation. And they were like, oh, you're not supposed to go. But that wasn't necessarily God's interpretation of it. You know, Paul knew by the, by the Holy Spirit that he, and that he knew very well that this was God's will for him. So he was like, you guys, I'm re- I'm ready to die. I'm ready to be bound for the, for the Lord. So he'd already submitted that, that battle to to, um, he'd already submitted to the Lord in that battle. Well, yeah, it reminds me of that story with when Peter and Jesus were talking, and Peter was coming against what Jesus Jesus mm-hmm. was telling him, "Hey, I've got to die, and I've got to, these things." Yeah. Got to, and Peter goes, "No, surely no." And 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 Jesus rebuked Satan, who was messing with Peter. Yeah, but this was the Holy Spirit that yeah. was telling them these things, yeah. but they didn't know what that meant. Yeah, they were you struggling. Know, they they were struggling with the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so the nuts and, and the whole point of this is just to say that sometimes prophets will have a message and not know how to interpret it yeah. for you. And that's why you still need to be led by the spirit of God. Paul knew, no, this is God's will for my life. And I'm going to go do this. Yes, this may happen to me. And they're going to have those submitted to those that. situations are going to happen where, you know, you're supposed to do something and everybody around you, whether they be friends or not, whether it could be your pastor, it could be, you know, godly people in your life people you trust who who don't know, right? They don't know it's the Lord's will for you. But anybody who's really spiritually mature is going to know that they don't know what the will of the Lord is for you. But this is where, again, knowledge of Scripture and learning how to listen to the Spirit yeah. of the Lord, that's why this is so important. Yeah, it is so important. And, you know, God could trust Paul with that. Yeah. You know, he, he was, God knew, and, and he was probably preparing these Christians to lose Paul. Yeah, I mean that may have been part of it. God was saying, "Okay, this is what's going to happen," because God will do that. He'll reveal to you the things that are. Otherwise, to come. they would have drawn the wrong conclusion. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, uh, if we keep on going, uh, prophetic words for believers um, should confirm what has already been said to the believer by the Word of God or the Holy Spirit. You know that that uh, when you when you get well, someone that let's come, back up a little bit because what you're saying is like so sometimes you can you you'll see people who give prophetic words, mm-hmm. right? Uh, some people even call themselves prophets. Maybe they are a prophet, maybe they're not. Um, again, this is how, how we determine 
whether or not what they're saying is valid or not, right? So we're, we're saying it has to line up with the word. It does have to line up with the word. And if, if the Lord's revealing something to you, a lot of times he will bring someone up to confirm something to mm-hmm. you. But if someone says something to you and it's completely foreign to you, you've never thought about it. Like if they say God's called you to be a missionary to Malaysia and you're like, well, I'm not. We've had those. I'm, I'm it's in... happened to us where people come up and say, you're supposed to go do this, this, and this. And you're like, Really? Really? I'm not even. I don't. I, I don't mean, have that degree. Yeah. I'm a. I'm a nurse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, or I'm a. I'm a teacher. Or, you know, whatever. But um, if, if that is, if that doesn't bear witness with your spirit, um, a lot of times what this is, we'll just put it on a shelf, and if yeah. God brings it to pass, then God will bring it to pass. But that, don't. That, I found that to be the best way to handle it. Just yeah. put it on a shelf. Yeah. Um. An, an example of that for me personally wasn't someone coming to me and telling me something, but. I was driving one time in in Dallas, and when we lived in Dallas, and I was driving by um, Christ for the Nations Institute. If mm. you know where That's south of Dallas, yeah. yeah, if you know where that is, it's on the way to downtown Dallas from north. We were living in Plano at the time, and we were driving. I was driving down there to pick up Greg, and I had Josh, who was like six months old, yeah. in the back seat of my car. And as I was, and I used to drive by there all the time, and I'd just look over at Christ for the Nations Institute, and I'd, I'd heard about it, and it just sounded so much fun. And I was like, Oh Lord, that that'd be so cool to go, and you know. And then I I felt the Holy Spirit tell me Josh is going to attend there, and I was like, Oh wow, that is so cool, you know. And then like for the next um six months to a year I was like okay I've got to confess this word and I have to believe it and I have to to tell everybody this is what God's gonna do you know and yeah. so I was trying to make this thing happen by my willpower and then I was getting tired and I'm like okay I, I I I'm gonna put this down for a minute because I can't make this happen he's a year old I mean what am I gonna do at this point <laughs> anyway and, I, and so I let it go and I honestly I completely forgot about it completely forgot about it never mentioned it to Josh never mentioned it to anybody else and then Josh comes um, home one day from youth group as a high school senior, and he'd been thinking about where he wanted to go to college. And he goes, Mom, you know what? I really feel like I need to go to Christ for the Nations Institute. Now, I had never mentioned this to him. No one that I knew it's had true. mentioned this to we him. We hadn't lived in Dallas for years. <clears throat> 15 years. Yeah, for 15 years. We'd moved when he was like three yeah. or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very, um, maybe three. I think he was three. So, I mean, we didn't we hadn't heard about this or anything, but friends of his that he was going to to uh, to a youth group with had talked about it and that they were going to go and how cool this college was and anyway and so he was like yeah I've, I've been studying this and I really want to go to see this place and and so I was like oh wow that sounds cool we'll go down there I remember that there was a place down there I remember that was the place when we were there anyway and so we went down there and he visited and everything and after we came back and he was like yeah that's where I want to go that's where I think I'm supposed to go God reminded me of that word. Um, and I was just floored because I realized I didn't make that happen. God made that happen. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't have made that happen. I mean, I probably could have pushed him, you know, but then it wouldn't have been God and it wouldn't have been a confirmation that that's what God wanted to do. It would have been me, Yeah. you know, and the whole time I would have been wondering, I hope that was right. But God, but God did it, you know? And so if, if it is truly a word from the Lord, God will make it happen. Yeah. And you don't have to work it up or anything like that. You just put it on a shelf and just give it to the Lord and just let it go. And if it's the Lord's will, he's going to make that happen. Yeah, we've, we've, Sharon and I have been in many, many situations, many church situations, services, uh, that kind of thing, where we've had words spoken to us, over us, and those kinds of things. And we've really just learned to 
say, well, thank you for that, and then put it on a shelf and let God be the owner of it. In other words, we don't have to latch on to it and and ride it uh, as some people do. Uh, no matter how, even if it speaks to something, let's say, that is near and dear to us because we've learned that sometimes the messenger is, uh, is they mean well, but they're not really necessarily being led by the Spirit. Yeah. And so uh, you have to know that they're imperfect. And, and, and so it's much better. We're back to what we were talking about before, having an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and knowledge of the Word is essential mm-hmm. in order to correctly uh, discern these kinds of things. And, and I want to take a moment to look back at the differences between um, the way we're led by the Spirit of God and the way they were led in the Old Testament. Um, in the Old Testament, like let's let's take a look at you know there there was the prophet Samuel, there were there were the judges Deborah and um, Samson, and they they were you know God's arm of of judgment on on the enemies of God, and and then there were the prophets that that the kings would go to and ask for wisdom and whatnot, and they had a very elevated position in the Old Testament because they were the ears. Um, and the mouthpiece of God, you know, the priests were very honored because they spoke for God, you know, um, because the people didn't have the capacity to hear from God themselves because of sin and because of the law and, and whatnot. So, but when Jesus came and he switched our relationship over from the old Testament to the new Testament, and we got his relationship with the father now, you know, he introduced God as our father, not as just God who's up on the mountain and we can't touch the mountain. Otherwise we'll be killed. You know, that we don't have that relationship anymore. And the temptation is to look for prophets. The temptation is to look for someone else to validate what God is telling us because we're insecure or because we're fearful. So we want it to look like, well, we'll throw out a fleece. We'll ask for signs and wonders or. Yeah. And and I think it's because some people mean again we 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 want God to show up in our lives. We want we want to see the supernatural in a lot of ways. And so we can we can get caught up in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and granted there are times when the supernatural absolutely is in effect. And and uh but there are sometimes when God just wants you to trust him. Yeah. You know, and sometimes God wants you to be patient and to sit and wait or or to or or to have a good opinion about him and his timing, you know, yeah. which is faith, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's so precious that God wants us to know him deeper yeah. and more intimately than just as the lawgiver. Well, after a while, it, your your life would just be one big pile of signs and wonders. And, and after what, you'd be weak because you'd be like, well, I didn't get a fireball in the sky today. So I guess I'm not going to do this, that or whatever. You know, <laughs> That's a good point. You know, I mean, it, it would be a heavy toll. God God would be, you know, doing, can you imagine if, if God led everybody like that, the world would be chaotic. Yeah, it would. there'd be all kinds of things happening yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and he doesn't. He, he our, our faith. It says that our faith shouldn't 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 be like that. It shouldn't be so wishy washy no. on on. I mean, that's why about, it's internal. Yeah, you know, that's why it's internal. Yeah, God doesn't have to disrupt your life to tell me something. Yeah, isn't you know? that nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, mature Christians don't seek words from others to tell them what they're supposed to do. They have the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Any external message they receive from prophets um, or or a word from a, a pastor or whatever should do um, one of four things. One, it, they should bear witness with the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. their spirit. Yeah. 
you know, if you if you have a if you have a bad feeling about a word, or if you have a, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Just put it down. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the devil uses what sometimes well-meaning people, sometimes not well-meaning people, yeah. to try to speak things into your life that will derail you from God's true purpose for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of criticism has come to me. Um, because of that and in that in the form of well you just think this or whatever then a second thing is um that any word that you receive from someone else should agree with god's word yes and, or not and not be directly contrary to it that was something the lord showed me a while back and, and i hope this illustration translates but he he showed me you know i should always hold on to the word of god with one hand and if i have to let go of god's word to grasp onto something else i don't need it I should just drop it like it's hot. If I have to let go of God's word on any point to be able to to receive another word, then I then it's too it's too far of a stretch. You know, you you shouldn't have to do that. So um, that's that's important. The third thing that uh, these words that you receive it should edify, encourage, and comfort. That's what Paul says that a word of prophecy is. It's 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 for edification, for encouragement, and comfort. Yeah. You know, so 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 you you see a lot of things where they talk about the, the predicting the future, yeah. and, and those kinds of things. It's more along the lines of just edifying and building people yeah. up, less foretelling or foretelling, kind of yeah, yeah, foretelling and that kind of thing. Yeah. Again, they did that in the Old Testament because they didn't have the Holy Spirit yes. running around. Yeah. So the and there was no there was no link between God and the Holy Spirit with the believer yet. Right. Right. That's the only way they that they would know mm-hmm. what to do. You know. So God had to to speak to them that way, but God doesn't want to have to, to lead us like that. He no. wants us to be more in an intimate relationship. Now, there, there are times where he will give us insights. It does happen, but mm-hmm. it's that's not generally what happens. That's true. That's true. last thing it should bring to um life and light to the believer's heart psalm 119 105 says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path so if if a word comes to you and it and it and it confuses you it darkens your understanding it doesn't bring life or light to you or encouragement it's it's should be discarded you know you can't hold on to those things they're well maybe this is where i'm maybe i need to maybe i'm in sin somewhere you know that's that's the, the big thing the devil tries to bring condemnation on is just this vague feeling of well we're messing up but there's no specifics to it and that's condemnation that's not conviction conviction is very specific and the, and if when the lord convicts you of something it's specific he'll say i don't want you to do this anymore or i do want you to do this instead and it's very specific and it, it produces life and light in your life. But um, condemnation is just this vague sense that I'm messing up and I've got to figure it out. It's, and you know, it's, it's, I've, I've heard it, um, the analogy of walking into a, um, a room that's all messy well, and the lights off is like condemnation because you know, there's a mess everywhere, but you just can't see any of it and you don't know what to do. But if conviction is when the light's turned on, then you go, oh, this isn't the way I need to move that over here, or this is the, the this is the way I need to reorganize that area so I won't step on Legos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> 
what what's amazing is that God promises that in Matthew six thirty three that if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and our which means our eternal position of right standing with God because of Christ, that all these things will be added to us beside. So all that we need for wisdom for this life, He will give to us as we seek Him and and His righteousness, which is what we were talking about being led by the Spirit of God. Yeah, you know. So so I just want to encourage everybody on this point not not don't be you know it's really easy to get lazy that we would rather have somebody tell us what god wants us to do rather than go find out for ourselves yeah but you know it's 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 worth it to go dig your own wells well and god's not going to reward you that way he's he's not going to just say oh you poor thing i'll yeah. tell you you're, you're gonna be a baby Again, the rest of your some life. of this stuff comes from hollywood and that kind of thing and so it's we're we're here to tell you that God is much more interested in you digging into His Word and spending time in prayer than you know it being led by a, a word from Sister So and So. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, first of all, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else to yeah. be your God because yeah. that's what you're doing. That's it's not fair. Yeah. You know, go 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 dig your own wells. You know, it's it's back to that that scripture where Jesus talked about the 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 10 virgins and five went and got got oil for their lamps and five didn't yeah and then when the when the bridegroom came the five that didn't went to the those that did and said hey give us oil and they're like dude go get your own oil i i i got my oil you need to go get yours and so that's kind of what we're talking about here go get your oil you can do it you've already been equipped don't be lazy yeah don't be lazy do the work do the work you know just like you know, Paul talks about that we, we all run a race, you know, not without aim, you know, that we buffet our body, you know, not buffet our body, as Joyce Meyer says. <laughs> as we've been talking about uh, signs and wonders and that they're, that they're, I, I, the, the proper point, the main, I, I'll say one of the main reasons that, that Jesus gave the disciples signs and wonders and that Holy Spirit uses us in signs and wonders like the miraculous healings. Yeah, so, I mean, God's not against signs no, and wonders. No, 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 not no. at all. But if you look at them, most of the time, um, sometimes it was work for healings, were for the the fellowship of the believers. And that's still absolutely 100% true for us today. Oh, yeah. We've, yeah. Ex- we've experienced many signs and wonders. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're not saying that. We're not, we're not coming against any of that. No, it's for real it today. Is. What, what, what we're saying is it's not the, it's not the main diet. It's, no, and it's, it's not a, how you're led. You're no, led by the Spirit. You're led by the Spirit. You're not led by signs and wonders. Now, God will bring signs and wonders to confirm what he says mm, in other words so true. so we're back to being led by the spirit and, yeah. and what the word says yeah. and then and, and the bible says that signs and wonders follow that yeah and i and i think um a lot of times we will see more signs and wonders when we are using those signs and wonders to reach the lost i think there's a lot of time i mean when you look at uh when jesus sent the 70 out with signs and wonders they were they had a message they were preaching the kingdom of god is at hand you know and then those signs and wonders followed and that's what jesus said these signs and wonders will follow those who believe they will lay hands on the sick they will recover they will cast out demons and and those sorts of things those were all for believers to establish god's kingdom come god's will be done on the earth you know so as we are increasing and growing and taking ground those signs and wonders follow and those are um, a sign and a wonder to the non-believers. As you know, they're an encouragement to believers, of course, but they're a sign and wonder to the non-believers because real normal people don't come back from the grave. 
<laughs> it 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 <laughs> it makes them go, huh? <laughs> it, and it does happen. You know, we've we've, yeah. we've met people who've been a part of that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's God's in charge of the supernatural in that regard. But and and He wants us to trust Him and believe for Him in those scenarios. There's been plenty of times where we've prayed for people who were sick, who were healed, those kinds of things. It does happen. Yeah. But it won't happen if you're if that's your starting place. Your starting place has to believe that you're in faith. Remember, Jesus healed those that had faith. And so, but you can only have faith if you're in the word, right? And you're listening to the Holy Spirit. And then that's, that has to be the starting point. But we're not, we're, we're, we're doing is we're trying to help you understand, but you're not led around by those things. Yeah. If you're, if you're wanting to be led by signs and wonders, it's, it's, you're going to be led astray. Yeah. You're going to be disappointed. Because God can, can send a sign and wonder to confirm. Um, he may send a sign or wonder to confirm what he's already told you, but he doesn't use them generally to lead you in your day-to-day life. It says all who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Yeah. You know, being led by the Holy Spirit is a much safer journey because the enemy can bring you circumstances oh, yeah. to confirm something that your flesh might want to do. Well, and, and if we're not mature enough to understand the difference, we can get deceived by it. Yeah, absolutely. And it can derail you for years. Yes. You know, and or it can confuse you to think, well, God doesn't love me. Again, or, we're, we're not saying that God doesn't use signs and wonders. We're, we, we, we are saying that he does. But what we're saying is we're not led by it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the, the, the distinction is, is that God wants to use, he wants to use the Holy Spirit in your life to lead you. Yeah. You know, and, and he will, con- and everything the Holy Spirit will tell you will be conferred in the word. That's why you've got to have the relationship with the Holy Spirit and the word. I, I know I keep saying that because... I'm not, I'm not saying that we're against signs and wonders. I'm saying you got to have that knowledge of the word. What what's really interesting though is when you have those two things, uh-huh. faith comes. Yeah, and then, and then signs and wonders. And follow. then signs and wonders <laughs> falls. It really does. It does it absolutely, does. absolutely. But it has to be. So there's like an order, right? It's just like yeah. making a cake. Yeah, it's just like making a cake, right? And you you can't change the order. If you want a good cake, you can't change the order how it goes. You got to follow the recipe. And we're trying to give you the recipe. Yeah. And and you know, our and it's natural for us to want to see these signs and wonders. Oh yeah, if we could snap our fingers oh, and yeah. have fire come from heaven on something. Oh yeah. There'd be a lot of fire from heaven. <laughs> People would be doing that all the time. That's what I say, it'd be chaotic. <laughs> it'd be whole TV shows dedicated to fire from heaven. You know. <laughs> oh, we caught this one. We caught this one. We caught this oh, one. Oh my goodness, gracious. <laughs> So it it does, it appeals to our flesh because, and you know why it appeals to our flesh? Because it doesn't require us to walk in faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and walking in faith. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and walking by faith is hard on your flesh. It is. It's, it's a challenge because you don't get to see what you're hoping for. You have to keep believing in the face of circumstances that will tell you that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and it's a challenge, but it's good for you. As yes. As, bro- brother. as Brother Hagen would say, whatever's hard on your flesh is good for you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and, and just living by signs and wonders is, would be easy. Like you say, it doesn't require that time in prayer and self-sacrifice and fasting or obedience to God's word and God's will. You know, um, if you think back to the children of Israel, they were led by God in the wilderness by signs and wonders alone and missed the promised land because those signs and wonders didn't translate into a deep yeah, I mean, faith and understanding of God's dude, character. Dude, they, they had signs and wonders every day. I know. Every day and all night. Yeah. I mean, they were surrounded by signs and wonders. You know, yeah. the, the water coming out of the rock, the fire column by the day. The quail coming The, the fire at night and then the, the cloud by day. Yes. 
you know, and the the manna, you know, I mean, there was just stuff all the time. And you know what? They gribed and complained. Yeah. So, so maybe that's not really what we need. Exactly. <laughs> I think God learned. <laughs> I think God knew. He I knew it. I was like, he was like, that didn't work out so well. We're going to do it this way instead. <laughs> I think we needed to know yeah, that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> So the children of, of, of Israel weren't able to take the necessary steps of faith to take the promised land because their flesh came against those negative issues that they and they folded. So the, so the desire within us to see sign and waters, we have to keep that on a leash. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you have to kind of let it go. You know what? If, if you get it, great. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't, hallelujah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, that you're with me and you yeah, lead me anyway. Exactly. That I'm not led by by these things. And and there have been situations in my life where I didn't understand that. And I was trying to be, you know, setting out these fleeces or whatever. And and it ended up costing me years of my of my uh, growth because I was confused or I misunderstood. Yeah, they end up becoming these, these little side journeys where they don't go anywhere. Yeah, you end up in a circle. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a, a cul-de-sac. <laughs> so if we're going to wrap this whole thing up, so we've done these last two episodes, I feel like we just need to wrap it up into a couple of points. So what are the, what, how do we want people, the final things, like what do we want people to walk away with this? Well, I think last podcast we, we showed in scripture and, and expressed that you can absolutely be led by God. And it is his will to do so, to lead you. Uh, you are already equipped and empowered not o- to not only hear him, and obey his, but obey his voice. And it brings God joy when you do. And you glorify his name as you do it well. It's it's the perfection of the relationship at that moment. You know, now suddenly God's going, yeah, we're realizing what what, what we've always wanted. Yeah. And you know, I think it, I think it really brings him joy when you'll be obedient to him without having to have all of the pomp and circumstance just because you trust him because it shows that you do trust him. Yeah. You know, when he says, here's what I want you to do and I know it's hard and I know it's not, it doesn't seem fair and, and I know it hurts, but here's what I'm asking you to do. And he doesn't tell you why sometimes. I just think that equals a successful relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Without faith, it is impossible to please him Yeah. because he who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. That's our attitude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the attitude we need. That's in uh, Hebrews eleven six. Yeah. If you're wondering. So what's the other final point? The, the second point is that that it, it is vitally important that we be led by the Holy Spirit, so that we can fulfill God's will for our lives. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. again, we talked about our purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. That God has a purpose yeah. for us, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit supercharges. It's like it's like uh, putting a battery in us when not have when we didn't have one, right? Like like a, a like a flashlight toy, you know, a flashlight, you know. And and now our destiny is tied to him, and and his will for us, right? We're we're in we're the Bible says we're grafted with him, right? And it is it's just it's just vitally important to God's will being done on this earth, right? He has a plan. He wants to use us. He wants us to be a usable vessel. And when we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and we understand what the Word is, God can use us in a variety of situations, and a lot of them will be out of our depth. Mm-hmm. He will put us in situations that we didn't prepare for, that we aren't qualified for, that and and He will then supercharge you with with His Spirit and knowledge and wisdom beyond you, and suddenly you find yourself out in the deep yeah. and, and and surviving and thriving, you yeah. know, and, and, and you're able to then give God glory for it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, because and honestly, I think it probably makes people that look at you and know you give God glory too, because they look yeah. at you and go, "You can't do that." Yeah, there's no way that that's <laughs> there's him. no way they're doing yeah. that. <laughs> I know Greg, and I know that that Greg couldn't do that. <laughs> that has to be God. It has to be God. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. I, this has really been a great couple of episodes uh, because I, the, the the Holy Spirit aspect of our lives mm, is so truly special. And we're hoping that, that, that you were able to uh, to really latch on to this and meditate on it. And uh, again, we encourage you to share this message, share these these couple of messages with uh, some people in your life who, who need to know that they hear God yeah. and, and that, that they can grow in that and it's the Lord's will for them. And uh, we, we thank you that, that you do that. Also, if you could go out onto your respective uh, podcast pages and like rate our podcast, maybe leave a, a comment, that would really help us a lot because you know how the the algorithms and all those things. And so that would really help us to reach more people uh, and, and help more people. Cause that's what we do here. And, uh, and, you know, I just want to thank you for, I know Sharon, I want to thank you for, for uh, continuing to pray for us and pray for our ministry. We got lots of things going on all over the world and uh, we're really grateful for God for what he's doing. And so uh, I'm Greg I'm Sharon. and we know you can have God's best for your life and we're here to help. <laughs>